Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 94 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day to learn about you and your ways. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus gives his Sermon on the Mount, and we read the Beatitudes today. The word Beatitude actually means supreme blessedness, according to Google. I always like to look at the word as an attitude to be, as in Beatitude. In that way, we should put on the attitude of supreme blessedness. Interestingly, the first blessed person Jesus talks about is the one who is humble. The verse refers to the poor in spirit and is amplified to mean humble. Jesus says theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let us put on a humble nature. The next beatitude refers to those who mourn. Isaiah 6-2 is referenced. And when I looked that verse up, it says the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Yes, the Lord will avenge the hurting in those who mourn. Let us leave the vengeance to the one who will always win, our God. Then the meek shall inherit the earth. The Amplified Bible further defines meek to be the mild, patient, and long-suffering. Psalm 37.1 is referenced here, which says, But the meek in the end shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Ah, peace, an amazing gift to those who are meek, mild, patient, and long-suffering. Jesus said, those who seek and hunger for righteousness shall be satisfied. A beautiful promise. Isaiah 55 verses 1 and 2 are referenced and say, wait and listen. Everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your earnings for what does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness, the profuseness of spiritual joy. Well, this is what Jesus refers to, hungering for the spiritual things and then they will be granted to us. I, for one, am thankful the Lord doesn't bless us according to the money in our bank account. In fact, sometimes in our lack, we seek more of God and less of things. Then Jesus tells us the merciful will receive mercy, another true blessing. Next, Jesus says the pure in heart will see God. Psalm 24, 3 is referenced. I'll read verses 3 and 4. Who shall go up into the mountain of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted himself up to falsehood or to what is false, nor sown deceitfully. May we be those of clean hands and a pure heart to surely see God. Then the peacemakers are called sons of God. Again, we see the perfection of peace. Jesus greeted his disciples with peace every time he saw them after his resurrection. A gift from him to us is peace. Let's accept that gift today. Those who are persecuted for his name's sake are granted the kingdom of heaven. Though we don't suffer death here in our country for being a Christ follower, some do. Let us be thankful we are not persecuted in that way. However, there are those who are persecuted for being known as followers. You may have your own example of verbal persecution. Please know the Lord sees you and your reward awaits you in heaven. We will talk more about the rest of Matthew in our next read through this book. 
We start a new book in the New Testament, the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. This letter is an earlier letter of Paul's. He had gone to Thessalonica for three weeks and taught in the Jewish synagogue. He had to leave, however, when the opposition became way too great as he spoke of Jesus. There was great persecution at the time, and Paul encourages the church because they were so courageous even during this difficult time. In verse 6 and 8, Paul writes, And you set yourselves to become imitators of us and of the Lord himself, for you welcomed our message in spite of much persecution with joy, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Everywhere the report has gone forth of your faith in God, of your leaning of your whole personality on him in complete trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Again, there was much persecution against the Christians when Paul wrote this letter, and yet amidst the persecution, more and more people became believers. The possibility of imprisonment and death was real, yet the new Christians found joy, joy inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can grant us joy inside the difficult, the dreary, and the dread. Our circumstances may not change, but our hearts will change through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Thessalonians had such great faith. The word faith used in this passage is defined as leaning of your whole personality on him in complete trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. They had faith as they trusted in God's power. We benefit when we read about their strong faith. They also knew that God is wisdom and his wisdom never fails. Lastly, they knew God is good. He is good all the time. Another theme of this book is that the people looked forward to Jesus coming back again. Let us look forward to the coming of Christ and ready ourselves for his return. We start a new book today in the Old Testament, the book of Joshua. The leading man bears the name of this book. The theme of the book is Israel's takeover of the promised land. Verse 9 in the last chapter of Deuteronomy tells us Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. So the Israelites listened to him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. In the first chapter here, God tells Joshua to go over to the Jordan and take over the promised land. He tells Joshua again, Be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their father to give them. Only you be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Yes, it takes courage to follow God and his plan for our lives. He is a big God and does big things. And the chapter ends with, Only be strong, vigorous, and of good courage. Let us take the same advice today. Be courageous in all you do, for God is with you. One of the more well-known stories of the Bible is in chapter 2. I never tire of reading it. Joshua sent two men to spy in the land of Jericho. Verse 1 says, And they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. She hid these men, and when the king of Jericho learned they were there, he sent men to find and destroy them. However, they were not found. These people had heard about the Israelites and were afraid because they heard the Lord was with them and about all the miracles he had done for them. Verses 10 and 11 say, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the east side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted. Neither did the spirit nor courage remain and more in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, he is God in heaven and above and on earth beneath. I find this amazing. This woman, Rahab, living a life of sin, respected the God she heard about, our God. And the Red Sea parting, that happened 40 years before this meeting and the people were still talking about it, still afraid of what God could do to them. 
Another interesting point is that she told the two men to run to the hills and stay there for three days, and then they would be safe. I would almost dare to say she was speaking prophetically here. Ultimately, the men were safe, and Rahab and her family were saved. Later, she married an Israelite and bore a son named Boaz, who eventually married Ruth, another woman we will read about shortly. Rahab married into the tribe of Judah and was a descendant of Joseph, Jesus' father. It's amazing the favor God bestows on each of us. Enjoy the rest of this story here in chapter 2. Psalm 94 starts out with, O Lord God, you to whom vengeance belongs. O God, you to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth. We just read this in relation to the Beatitudes as well. I love how the Old and New Testament collide today. Verses 11 through 13 are underlined in my Bible and talk about God knowing our thoughts. Just as he knew the Israelites' thoughts and their stubbornness, he knows us. We cannot hide from him. Let us instead submit and surrender and allow him to change us. Verses 12 and 13 tell us the Lord disciplines and instructs us so we are ready for times of trouble. He will continue to do a work in us until we go home to him. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you for showing us the true blessings in the Beatitudes. Help us put on a humble and meek spirit. Help us withstand all the difficulties of this world, knowing you are our God and will avenge us. May we be patient to wait upon you. Help us take your instruction today and be disciplined so we are ready for whatever may come. Help us hold fast to you in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.